Welcome to the Sounds of the World. We are your hosts, Hillary and Bill. Together, we're going to travel around the world to discover new music, discuss musical topics, and interview fascinating people. Our world is a buffet of music, and it is time to eat. You have to get consent. Yeah, the consent. I love it. Okay. Yes, we must consent. We don't want any unconsented <laughs> adults. Right. So. Right. Well, um, yeah, guys, thanks so much for having me on. Um, I really appreciate you guys taking the time. And um, my uh, my background is kind of uh, an interesting one. <laughs> um, my parents, I grew up outside of Boston, right? So my parents have these thick, thick Boston accents. And um, so does most of my family, right? And so we grew up like fiercely Irish Catholic. And that's kind of where I got my start in music was the church, right? So I, I played drums. I mean, I was taking lessons and stuff outside, but the first time being in a band, I was playing drums for the church. So that was kind of like my first introduction into music and, you know, working with like the music director there um, while he was playing piano. My sister was singing and then I was playing the drums. And so flash forward like a couple years, my like both of my parents kind of had like a spiritual awakening of sorts um strayed far away from the church kind of became more like alternative hippies so <laughs> i wasn't really playing drums in the church anymore i was playing drums in like drum circles you know what i mean so, so like you know just like a complete 180 but still still around music still around you know spirituality you know um it's just God of a different name, I guess. Right. You know, right. so like, you know, there's different names for the same thing, you know, Christianity calls it God, you know, other people might call it source or spirit, you know, whatever you want to give it a name of, but you know, all under the same umbrella. Right. So they kind of pivoted towards that. And so instead of like being like, ah, father, who art in heaven, they're like, you know, your third eye center with your chakras, dude. Like, you know, it's, it's, like, it's just like, this crazy like uh, with this. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, it was like a wild, uh, wild transition. But I was you know, I was at a church with that accent now. Right, yeah. right. Oh man, <laughs> you know, yeah. But uh, I tried to. I kind of like killed the accent in college, and you know, I get back home, and they're like, "Yeah, you think you're better than us?" You know. So, <laughs> what do you think you're better than me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but I was like, no, no. I just I was tired of. Um, people you know just being like ah your car you know so i was just like with your right. khakis yeah my khakis so i was just like yeah i was i cut it out kind of and um so now you know I, I went to college and i went to school at um umass amherst in um in massachusetts you know for um like sound design so i was kind of trying to get my background in that and while also creating music right and so while I was in college, I formed this band with a, a friend of mine who I met in an improv group called Cuckoo Baby. And um, Cuckoo Baby is more of like, um, like more of a poppy singer songwriter group. Um, but Devin, who's a singer, had the voice of an angel. And so like we both kind of wrote the lyrics. I, I wrote the music and we, we formed that band. And then after college graduated, we were like, okay, like, what are we going to do? We, I was in Massachusetts my whole, like, my whole life, but I was just, I needed a change. So we both moved to Chicago and we were in Chicago for a couple of years and, and kind of doing the thing. And then COVID hit. 
and um, things fell apart. And, you know, like we, we lost our, like our side jobs and, um, you know, we were just kind of trying to pick up the pieces. So I actually moved back to my parents in Maine where I wrote um, my, my first solo album, Pathways. I kind of wrote that on like the piano I had learned piano on. So I was just like quite literally getting back to my roots, you know, and, um, and that was with my girlfriend, my current girlfriend. And we, we fell in love with like the nature that my parents were in because they got out of Boston before COVID. They sold their house um, and they like moved up to Maine to just kind of get out of the rat race. And so it's this beautiful, like peaceful, quiet piece of land. And we were just like, wow, like we really appreciate this. Like, you know, this, the nature and the mental clarity that you get from being out there, the fresh air, you know, whatever you want to call it. And we, uh, we were like, okay, how can we still have city opportunity? I still wanted to do my music. I still wanted to balance all that, but you know, with still access to that nature that we experienced. So we thought Denver was like a pretty good, um, a pretty good alternative to Chicago because it's just such a metropolitan city, you know? Um, so yeah, that's kind of like bringing me up to date where, um, yeah, but then, um, yeah, doing the band thing as well with, uh, with night routine, which is, um, which is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to work with those guys as well. They're very talented. Yeah. So you, you, your parents moved to Maine and then you went up there and stayed up there for a little bit before going to Chicago. Yes. So after I graduated um, from college, I moved to Chicago and then yeah, like COVID happened. Um, needed a change you know needed the city was scary like was the city in like march of 2020 was one of the scariest months of my life just because like you go to grocery stores they're cleared out you know the city is silent there's no one on the streets you're wondering what's going on you know it felt like i am legend type of thing you know know? and and so we were just like we got to get out of here and um luckily our lease was coming to an end so um, mine and diana's who's who's my girlfriend but so like our lease was coming to an end and we're like all right like let's you know let's make a change and um so we did that we did the main thing for the summer of 2020 just to kind of regroup and figure out our next move and um you know we kind of settled in here into denver and have been enjoying it a lot so far yeah oh man that's that's crazy because like I don't know, like you said, the I Am Legend, like I remember going to Target. My sister had had a baby just before COVID really got into full swing. And she was like, she asked me to go buy baby wipes in like early March. And I remember going to Target and there was like one pack on the shelf. And I was like, I'm buying the last baby wipes, I guess. Right. Right. Like, are you hoarding those? Or like, do you don't have a baby? And I'm like, ah, like, sister, I'm going to mail them to her. And like, yeah, yeah, that's just that, like that devastation of um, the vibrant city life. And then, yeah, it's, it's amazing to return to nature. I live in Montana and kind of a similar vibe to what you're, you know, doing with Denver. Like there's that, okay, how do I keep these city opportunities with also enjoying life and right. being outside and really taking in that nature and like, you know, really right. soaking up everything it has to offer. So that, that's something I'm like, I can totally resonate with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and like Chicago is beautiful. Like the music scene, the culture, the food, it's like, you know, like the, the city has so much to offer. The winters suck, 
but um <laughs> you know like oh my god i had to buy a new coat i'm from boston i was like i thought you know i can handle cold winters i had no idea like the wind chill coming off of lake yeah. michigan oh, you know, the, humidity is like next level oh like, my god <laughs> yeah but like in the summer like best city in the world like you know Lollapalooza. you have all you know music all these events um so you know yeah like i i do miss aspects of it and like the jazz like the, the his like the jazz music in chicago is is unreal you know like some of the clubs they have so from that from like the cultural like artistic standpoint it's beautiful but yeah man, it was it was a wild time but um the funny thing though too was like in the grocery stores they would be like i remember like we were in like trader joe's entire store cleared out and then but like everyone left like the broccoli pizza crusts you know <laughs> We're not like, taking those. Yeah, like, I'd rather starve than eat that shit. You know what I mean? We're not so that just, yeah. bust, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And there was like a couple items like that. Like everyone, everything else is gone. But it was just funny to be like, okay, like everyone, we, we you know, we reached a consensus on the broccoli pizza crust. So, you know, it's just uh, you know, well, kind of funny. Sometimes like, I'm going to eat what I want on the way out, not the healthy stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm going to eat good before I die, you know? <laughs> But um, yeah, man, it was yeah, you know. But like, just like weird moments like that s- sprinkled into the the fear, you know. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's something that like looking back, I ended up getting COVID in November of 2020, and it was like after I got, I think it was brutal for me, and I had it for I didn't feel like myself for months and months. But it was like after I got it, like the fear factor had changed for me, and it was like. I don't know. It was like I spent the whole 2020 living in that fear cycle. And then once I got it, I was like, I felt this like deep sigh of relief almost of like, okay, like I, I don't, it was so hard to explain. And that, that just kind of sucked right. the whole year is like this living in fear. Like I, it's like, even as I try to go back and remember right. what I do in 2020, I'm like, oh yeah, I was like panicking, reading the news, checking the numbers, reading the data. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And like, I mean, like I was the same way, but then, but then I was like, you know, friends with small businesses or, you know, people where it's like, you see these like Walmarts staying open and they're making a killing. Meanwhile, like the mom and pop shops are closed down and and like, and closed permanently while like major corporations are just making trillions. And you're like, you know, is all of this equal? You know what I mean? Like, is all like, is everything that they're saying the same or is it just you know like some of like like you know what i mean like the economic standpoint of the whole thing was was sad man because you know a lot of people lost work a lot of people lost jobs but then that you know the inequality has just been exacerbated like crazy you know yeah so you know there's just like you know like i i was i was like gung-ho about it too in the beginning but then it's like well you know how can we close these guys and then you know while they make a killing the big guys you know it was just you know, kind of disappointing where how some aspects of it were handled, you know? Oh yeah. We had a, I have a friend up there. Uh, we interviewed his band, the Delta waves who are actually in Chicago. And uh, I don't know if you heard of them, but um, they, you know, we interviewed them and they were just like, yeah, this took, you know, we thought we were going to have a show and then that backed out and then we're going to have another show and then the city shut down. And so it's just that awful, a cycle of losing those gigs and those, those opportunities to make money. And, you know, and then they had like a backyard gig and uh, it, uh, I guess it did really well. It was, it was good to hear it, <laughs> right? you know, right. Um, you know, but a lot of them were just like, 
our my friend at least was trying to do like you know help people get venmo or not venmos uh cash apps and things started for themselves and you know if you could donate donate if you could send supplies you know we still need you know toilet paper for god's sakes you know people were hoarding right. that and stuff so right right you know, I, I know man yeah it's just it's just um yeah it's just a sad a sad reality of where you know yeah like the the average citizen was just kind of like left to fend for themselves right yeah. you know and, and do whatever they could you know and especially in the arts was was destroyed and at the same time it was beautiful because like so many i know so many people were writing yeah. you know what i mean and, and you're seeing the fruits of that now like all these albums coming out from everybody you know everybody everybody was you know so it's like silver linings mixed with the 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 turmoil you know it's just kind of the the story of COVID, where you know i feel like people waking up and and realigning their priorities was a huge silver lining where a lot of people were like, why am I working this job with no pay, no benefits? And, yeah. and, huh. and like, and killing myself for what, you know, they dropped me, they dropped me like I was nothing, you know, or, right. or you know, I, I can't tell you how many friends of mine were just like, yeah, they just let us go. And the companies that held on to people and cared for their people, you know, are doing really well because the people feel like they have their back, you know? And, and, um, but yeah, I feel like there was a like a realignment for a lot of things, and people, you know, realized a lot of things about their lives and what they really want, you know, for better or for worse. You yeah, know. yeah. And I think it's so unique of like at least in our lifetime um, to have this global catastrophe and to have everyone affected. I mean, there wasn't a single person that came out unscathed from COVID. Whether you kept your job or lost your job or kept your housing or lost your housing, I mean, we all went through this crazy phenomenon of watching all of this unfold together. And you know, that's how this this podcast was born. Of that, I think, like you said, that it was also this great time of these innovations, like. And it's, it's so interesting to me, and I'm so excited to, that we're sitting in three different states having this fantastic conversation with each other. And I want to say maybe two years ago, like, we wouldn't have, like, given Zoom this kind of energy or this thought or, like, wouldn't have been right. this way to, like, make this connection and, like, have this conversation with each other. It's such a, it's yeah. such a really cool, like, I don't know, intimate moment that we can have with people even as we go forward. Um but yeah, so I just wanted to, to touch on how, as a musician going through this crazy time and um, experiencing all that's happening around you, did you, did you find a way to bring that into your music or to take time off to heal? I mean, I know we all go through our own unique journey and if you weren't busy writing, like that's totally understandable too. Totally. Our totally. I know the, the ability to write was a luxury for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that, like that was something I, I, I completely, I was I, a word that I thought of a lot this year past year was just gratitude. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm just like, like think like, I just think in my stars where I, there's a lot of people that were worse off, you know? And I pivoted towards podcasting funnily enough to like pay the bills a little bit more, you know? So podcasting in more ways than one saved me for the last year, you know, because that was, that was paying the bills, you know, for me. And, and, when I was getting back to my roots with like, with the, with learning the piano, that was therapy. Like music is such my therapy, you know, like mm. the ability to process 
my emotions and my experiences through writing is so important to just my mental stability and to be able to do that and process feelings as they were happening was amazing and you know towards the end of that summer of 2020 I kind of called upon my like my Chicago A-team you know like friends and musicians to come together and, and put this project and so we kind of banged it out in a couple weeks in uh, my buddy's recording studio and so like that was again a gift to be able to do that and to be able to finance that you know what I mean while um, you know and you know, hopefully yeah put a little take care of my friends a little bit you know what I mean where like you know, every, we, we were all struggling, but, you know, I found out a way to pay for it through the podcasting thing. And, and so like, you know, spread the, spread it out a little bit, you know, and, and hopefully just creating something with them as well was very, very lucky. Yeah. That's so incredibly powerful. Like I'm getting chills <laughs> listening to you talk about yeah. that, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, I try to treat everyone like they're professionals, you know what I mean? And give them the courtesy and respect. And oftentimes they're friends, you yeah. know, and, and close friends, you know, music is such an intimate thing. That's the crazy thing about music is it's just, it's so intimate and you have to get so real with people so quickly about, Hey man, I wrote this song when I was in a terrible place or, you know, like, here's what I was experiencing. Like, dude, you gotta, you gotta sell them on the song, right. Or, or whatever, yeah. the, you know, the art. And, you know, it's not like, you know, like a nine to five where you're, you know, probably talking about projects, or whatever you're like, you're, t- you're talking about yourself, <laughs> you know, right. like you're, you're, you know, yes. you're bearing your soul type of thing. And you're like, you know, do you like my soul? Oh, no. All right. I'll close the door. You know, or, <laughs> yeah, too much. Sorry. You know, or, uh, you know, or not enough, you know, some people are, are for it. So you just, you know, it's, it's finding the right people. And, um, and luckily, you know, yeah, a lot of them, made it out fine you know and are you know on to their next thing but you know yeah touch and go there for a while <laughs> just trying to like get my done du- you know oh my god like I feel like I, I have this like visualization in my head of just me like juggling and like constantly dropping one and like picking it back up and throwing it and then dropping the other one of like you know personal life music like relationships you know I'm just like trying to keep them all afloat you know oh definitely yeah oh constant juggling <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's just like oh man and you try to do the best you can you know you do you true you do well i think there's something to be said about you know like uh, bill and i are both composers and like I said you're a songwriter and it's like there's something about sharing this intimate part of you that i think a lot of people on the outside looking in don't realize like how freaking scary and ex- like you just feel so yeah. exposed like sharing that with the world and like it's so funny because I have friends that love to tease me a lot of my friends are in healthcare and they they love to joke with me like oh Hillary you just do that easy music thing like, yeah <laughs> did you ever sing like one of your own songs like it's terrifying or like I'm like have you ever had a song that you wrote played back to you and you've collaborated with performers and you've tried to share that vision with them and it's like you're so exposed <laughs> and it's a really magical experience but also it's like I mean it takes guts and it takes a lot of courage to do that so oh for sure doing that in a pandemic is just I'm like oh that's next level like that's just so cool <laughs> yeah right totally yeah. <laughs> I know. And like, sometimes it's not always like positive stuff. Like uh, off of, off of my album, I wrote a song called before me mm-hmm. and me. And like the premise was, I 
you know, between like me and Diana, I was like, dude, like I want to die first, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I don't want to be left here without you to like pick up the pieces. Like, I know that's so selfish and so messed up, but like, I kind of want to croak before you do. And, um, yeah. and so it was like, yeah, like I wrote, you know, before me, meaning like, don't go before me. Like that was kind of like the, the hook of the song was like, you know, don't go before me. And, um, and sometimes, you know, the, the ideas aren't always, you know, positive and uplifting or, you know, you know, feel good, to, so to speak. Sometimes they're, you know, me coming to terms with myself, <laughs> you know, and like my own psychology and my own mental state, you know, for better or for worse. But I, I put it out there just because it's I know it's true. It's true to me, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and someone's going to resonate with it, you know, I mean, like. I had a piece that was premiered in New Orleans right after they kind of opened up and we were in the audience and like, it's kind of a process of like a piece about my process dealing with all the, like the BLM stuff and then becoming like a real true ally and not just like stating I'm an ally, but not really defending anybody and things, you know? So it was finally like being able to expose myself and be like, yes, okay, I'm an ally you guys who were saying this stuff, you know, cause we were in Texas at the time. It was like, you're, you're full of shit and you have no, you know, this all lives matter stuff. You just quit it with that, you know? Right. And it was performed and there was a break in between my piece and the next piece. And bon- there wasn't many people in the audience. And this guy walks in, finds his lady that he's supposed to be next to. And they were older. And he's like, Hey, so sorry. I'm late. Like they're whispering. Right. Yeah. Um, and she's like, Oh, it's okay. It's fine. We just were on the second piece. He's like, what did I miss? And she's like, you didn't miss much. No, it's just like, okay. Yeah. But then like the performers were like, that was amazing. We loved the piece and things. So I was like, okay, well. You yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's kind of like a microcosm of like the internet at large, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you have to prioritize the opinions that matter to you, right? Which I, fellow musicians, you know what I mean? People that are walking the walk or, you know, people whose opinions you value where, you know, like maybe she's not going to be a fan, but at the end of her day, like at the end of the day, is her opinion that important? And it's tough to like, to come to terms with that, you know, because the ego and, and your, your feelings, right? Like, you know, your feelings when you hear <laughs> something like that in real life, you know, never mind in like the comments, right? Right. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to reconcile for sure. Yeah. Well, and I like, I like that idea of prioritizing the opinion that matters. There's a, a quote that I love that's like, why give anybody in the cheap seats say like a um, an opinion on your life like why give anybody that's sitting way far in the back doesn't give a shit about you it's just like right. comment on youtube and throw you down like don't let that matter but i mean like you said the ego can like find anything and be like, ah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i know oh man yeah the inner child just be like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, yeah, man, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to, to, yeah, like I said, to reconcile and, and to anyone that can do it, you know, more power to you. Cause it's tough. It's tough to, to form that, you know, emotional maturity, right. Yeah. As, as any, as anyone and everyone comes from different backgrounds, different experiences, you know, and, and, 
everyone comes from a different place of where they're at, you know, whether it was a good childhood or, you know, that's, that's the root of it all really is, you know, that, you know, <laughs> what, what was your experience like as a kid and how do you, you know, how do you deal with things moving forward? Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think, yeah, as I say, like looking in on the outside, I think a lot of times people don't realize the weight their words carry or what that's like to be a musician creating in that headspace tuning out the drama tuning it into who you are and then the sheer amount of like personal development that takes and steadiness in your hand um or maybe you're lucky and you're like totally you were born with that natural ability but a lot of us are like no. we no. learn we have to learn <laughs> skin, we have to burn it a few times get thicker and grate those calluses yeah. but yeah no and for sure and like um a theme with like my family right now is kind of um generational trauma yeah. You know, and, and trying to break the cycles of, you know, not like, not even like it, it has to be like physical abuse or, you know, like intense stuff or even just like mm-hmm. communicating right with, with your, your child the right way. And, and, you know, how do I want to move forward in a healthy manner? What did I need when I was a kid that I didn't get? And how can I try to, you know, replicate that with my, I mean, like I have nieces and nephews and, and it's beautiful, like how I see my sister you know, try to try to break the things that she didn't like about our upbringing and implement them with her kids in, in order to try to better them, you know? And, and yeah, man, it's a heavy thing to have that self-awareness yeah. of, of, you know, just a high standard of like, here's how I felt, here's what was going on. And, and to, to kind of be objective about the entire process, it's tough. Wow. It's a tough, tough thing that to be true and honest with yourself. You know, a lot of people can't look at themselves in the mirror. They get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most interesting place to look, especially from a musical standpoint. You know, that's the stuff that inspires me. And when, you know, I'm, oh, is it forced writing or is it just coming? You know, am I channeling or, you know, just trying to put something down, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because, like, um, I can resonate with your, just your, I grew up Irish Catholic as well. <laughs> like, oh, man. But my family since has done a similar pivot away from the church. And I'm like, oh my God, like that, when you were speaking about that, gener- breaking that generational trauma, I'm like, oh right. man, that resonates with me hard. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, one of the things I'm very thankful for in my life, going back to that theme of gratitude that you brought up, is just that ability to express yourself real time in music and write the the weird ugly disgusting parts that i look at that i'm like god how could anybody love this part of me uh, but just putting it out on paper and then there's i mean we've all listened to music and heard that song and been like wow that's messed up but like i totally resonate with it <laughs> yeah. humans are messed up like we're all messed up like we're all messed up you know what i mean and then like you know i love to like write about love and i love to write about the positive things and you know like the Beatles are a great testament to that you know love is all you need right right you know, and, and like you know they were healing people left and right with music but you know sometimes that's not the truth of everyone's reality you know yeah I I wrote a lyric the other day I'm definitely gonna put into a song but it was it was just like to suffer is to be human you know like that our existence is suffering it's just how you deal with it you know, and, and how you come to terms with the fact that, listen, it's not going to be a, a smooth ride, but what makes that ride worth it? And, you know, for us, I would, you know, probably music, right? You know, that's this, that's one of the things that gets me out up in the morning, you know, and I, I love to, to 
write my lyrics and you know like think of ideas and melodies and all all that sort of stuff and you know it's not for you know everyone has that thing right where yeah. for us it's probably around the music realm but you know it could be could be anything woodworking whatever it is you know find those things that make it bearable yeah 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 Definitely. yeah sorry i just got heavy <laughs> oh, good. That's what we're here for <laughs> yeah yeah this is exactly what we do we start something that seems kind of light next thing you know we like take a 15 second pause <laughs> wow okay. yeah yeah oh man yeah sorry that was a heavy no, hitter for <laughs> so powerful for kids and teenagers and even if you're an adult that's you know 50 or 60 and you're like man I don't know if I could get into this like hobby that I want I mean I just think it's so powerful to have that release in your life and that ability to just be real and raw and honest with yourself and even if it's ugly and weird and screaming and blah like there's so much music out there that like I mean like I grew up loving Metallica and and System of a Down and I like heard it. Yeah. I was listening to Rage Against the Machine the other day and I'm like, teenage me needed this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she oh. was pissed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, no, I love those. Started. Yeah. One of my yeah. favorite videos of all time is that one with the guy at the stoplight and the old man. And he's like head banging to something really hardcore. I'm just like, yes, yes, do that, you know? There's a yeah. for this. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. You know, yeah, there's a reason that that sort of music is made, right? Because, you know, people can, people get angry, you know, and people have these negative emotions. And I think the important place where people fail a lot is the outlets they choose to show them. I think music is a great place to express those emotions, you know, those powerful emotions, because they're valid. You know, there's a reason to be mad at the world. And there's a reason to see things that are upsetting and, and, and to learn about them. But there's an Italian philosopher called um, Antonio Gramsci. He was in um, Mussolini's fascist Italy in like the 1930s, right? And he was an intellectual, but he was put in prison, you know, for his, for his, his writings and while he was in prison he wrote um pessimism of the intellect optimism of the will meaning you know learn about the world get familiar with all the ugly ugly secrets like be aware of it but don't let it get you down use it as a force for change you know what i mean a reason to, to keep moving forward right and and that's what i always come back to when it's like oh man like these headlines and like <laughs> you know like all this you know the the nastiness that you see and i'm just like you know I, I like learn about this stuff like learn about the things that are going wrong in order to try to change them and and to make it something better and, and i feel like a lot of people nowadays forget legacy right and and the act of doing something planting this uh planting an oak seed that you might never see you know grow but you know maybe your grandkids will sit under the shade of that tree or something you know like like doing some things with intention knowing that you might never reap the benefits because someone else will further down the line and that's how you can touch people through time you know and, and leave an impact and yeah man you know i just uh, i just I, I wish you know more people kind of had that 
Oh yes, be aware. Be aware of all the all the negative things and, and learn about them and, and educate yourself. You know, exact you know, for the for the BLM stuff, for example, like learn the history of like you know, like Fred Hampton, for example, Chicago, right? Like, like this beautiful figure in history who united so many different types of people. Like he was uniting like, like, wor like working class whites, Puerto Ricans, black gangs. Like he was uniting people that would never have talked to each other. Right. And, you know, the Rainbow Coalition, but then, you know, murdered by the FBI. Right. You know, learn about those things because the people that do try to change, what happens? Right. And, 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 you know, I want to, I would, I want to know that because you can use it for a force to try to honor what he tried to do, Yeah, you know, and, and not let his sacrifice go in vain, for example, and, and trying to keep pushing the ball forward in the right direction. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This is <laughs> I love that, that philosophical idea is just, Oh, it's, you know, my mom was really big into Holocaust literature and, you know, we, I remember we went to the Holocaust Museum in DC, you know, and I remember her seeing like, like they have piles of shoes on display and they have yeah, people and you carry it, someone's passport through and at the end you find out whether or not you, you survived or you passed away and right. uh, I mean, I remember still being pretty young, but that how like tremendously raw and emotionally, you know, destructive that is and stuff. And I remember my mom just saying to me, now I remember like this happened, this could happen again. So we need to learn um, what happened to get them to that point. And then we don't allow that to happen anymore. We, right. have, you know, take that lesson from the past and, make it so that it it's not possible to happen again and you know big push on like equality and things like that and uh just it's it seems you know if you if you just follow like what the news is saying and what the the, the all the headlines are no one's learning that you know but i think there's enough people who seem to be learning that to keep moving forward you know right and I think the mistake a lot of people make is the world is so big, man. Right. Like, don't don't try to take it all on. Like, take on your community. I yeah. guarantee you there's something in your community you could do and make an impact of, you know, whether it's planting a garden, <laughs> you know, right. or something small. Like, that That leaves a ripple, you know. That leaves a ripple within the community. And that, leave, that, that enacts more people to try to make a positive change and, you know, yeah, if you try to change the whole world, you're going to get overrun, but you can make an impact with your neighbor and with yeah. your, that community. And I think that's, that's the place to start. And what's, what are you passionate about? You know, are you passionate about, you know, what issues climate change? Awesome. You know, like start, you know, plant a bunch of trees or, you know, or, or like food insecurity. Awesome, man. Like go volunteer at a farm or, you know, start a community garden, plant some fruit trees where, you yeah. know, like something what's, you know, what resonates with you and, how can you make that impact on a small scale? And then, you know, with, with the community, you know, you can make a real change. And I think, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, like, looking at the headlines and the big, you know, the national stuff that's wrong. It's like, yes, like, yes, we need to address that too. But, you know, taking it on as an individual is, um, I think, so overwhelming that people don't even know where to start. Oh, yeah. yeah.
Yeah. Devastated by the headlines. I mean, yeah. I finally was like, you know, in, in Facebook, they have that news section, and like it occurred to me that I'm like, I wonder if I can delete this. Or, you know, it was like the thought that was like, can I delete this? Can I not look at these headlines that just destroy me? I mean, I rarely <laughs> click into that, but sometimes I'm like clicking through, and then it's like, um, blah 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 happens and blah 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 and I'm like no like that's devastating right. my life now and I have to but yeah like I said I, I think that's so powerful that's such an amazing way to look at it is making that small change in your community and I think one of the really powerful things um, even with music or if you're you're an artist or you're a dancer is like allowing yourself I know I, I preach this a lot in a lot of what I say, but it's just this idea of like of being okay with yourself. And then once you're okay with yourself, then you can go out there and make that small change in your community and that community change will ripple through. And that's when it hits the national level. And oh, that's just such a powerful idea. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, of course. And like, and you know, as musicians, like both of you, right? Like that's a contribution, man. Like that is a beautiful yeah. contribution, you know? And, and anytime you do a show, or, or just, you know, you're like, I know we, we rehearse in my garage and we make some noise and I'm always worried about like my neighbors, you know, being upset. But I, every time I see them, they're like, Hey, like we love listening to you guys the other night. Like we leave our door open or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, like, I don't, I didn't even know the impact we had on them. Right. I had one of my neighbors come into like the garage and be like, this is awesome. Like, you know, like, and I was just like, Hey man, like, you know, like we're kind of rehearsing, but you know, appreciate you. And, um, you know, like you don't, yeah, you don't even know the impact you have when you're putting something out into the world, such as art. Right. And that's a beautiful contribution as well. So, you know, kudos to both of you. Right. It's, it's not the easiest. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The story, um, I studied at the university of Montana, and I lived in the dorms and I was, you know, studying voice there when I was, you know, studying composition. And I used to practice in my dorm. Like I do my vocal warmups in my dorm, just completely mortified, but thinking like, shit, I need to practice. Like, yeah, hopefully like my dorm mates don't hate me. And I remember like, yeah, like just feeling totally mortified. Well, I was like, I had somebody that I hadn't spoken to in 10 years reached out to me on Facebook and like, hey, you may not remember me, but I remember your vocal warm-ups and I remember they were so inspiring and like, I love that you just went for it. And like, <laughs> she had this beautiful yeah. message for me and I was like, I was mortified thinking the because <laughs> I'm sitting there like, I mean, vocal warm-ups for like anyone studying classically, they're pretty, like they're not, a, they're not pretty, they're pretty ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it was like somebody who, I don't know you said you never know that impact like that impacted her in whatever you know way it did inspire her to go do what she was gonna go do but I, yeah I remember thinking like oh god everyone hates me and it was like not a different effect <laughs> yeah no I'd same. I, was, I had the same thing with like I had my like electric keyboard in college like you know like those walls are thin man you can hear everything <laughs> you know uh you know sometimes too much but right you know, like like but it was, you know, again, same thing where like, yeah, very similar story where people were like, hey, like, you know, I heard you were like doing your scales or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, like, I'm so sorry. They're like, no, like, it's inspiring to hear people like focused and working. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and, and then when I went to Chicago, I, I always loved going to the George Washington Library downtown because they had like eight piano rooms right next to each other. Wow, and like, so you're hearing like, you're hearing like, like eight other musicians just killing it. You know, and you're like, hell yeah, like, I'm going to kill it too. And like, I'm, you know, I'm going to go in there and, 
you know, work hard and, and, and it's super, yeah. Like you, like, again, you don't even realize the impact you have upon people, you know, whether or not, and it's, it, unfortunately people don't share that as readily as they do as criticism. You know, it's so much easier to say, ah, I didn't like that. It's a lot harder to be like, Hey, keep that up. You know, you know, people get embarrassed and like, Oh, they don't want to hear my compliment or, you know, but I, anyone like they're like kudos to that girl like for reaching out after 10 years like what is no, i was like so honored i'm like oh thank you yeah, <laughs> no, I need like, an <laughs> yeah and like we need more of that like we need more of that all around like I, I try to be like if i think of something nice and the person's right there i try to say it because you know i'm you know everyone's so quick to say the negative thing i'm like you know we need to put more of that good out and it's so easy to just be like ah like you know it's it's stupid i'm not gonna say it but you know that's always something i'm trying to work on Wow, it's so true. That reminds me of, it's funny, like, we go to a lot of sporting events, and uh, my friends know me as the music person, and so whenever somebody gets up to sing the anthem, they'll be, like, looking at me, like, what'd you, like, and when I was in music school, I remember being, like, kind of snooty and critical, like, they, you know, messed keys, and, like, you know, this person didn't even stay with it, and now it's, like, they look at me, and I'm, like, I think an incredibly brave group of children got up there to sing the anthem and gave it their all. And I think we're all inspired by that. <laughs> like, right. It doesn't matter how they did. Like it, Just their sheer energy and that energy of just being out there creating, living your best life. I mean, it doesn't even, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, it doesn't even matter if it was good or bad to me. Like what, you know, watching a little kid get up and sing the anthem is like so freaking inspiring to me. And it, it's just, right. I know, it's just really cool. You don't know the impact that you're like, so you don't know the impact you're going to have getting up there, playing your music and how just powerful that is tuning out those bad voices. Cause for every person that's like shitting on it, there's probably someone else that was like, Oh my God, like maybe yeah. I can go do that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, and that's the name of the game with finding your fans, right? You know, like you're gonna, you're gonna clog your way through a lot of people that might necessarily necessarily vibe with it, mm-hmm. but you know it takes time and and consistent grinding to find those fans because they're out there. Like you said, like System of a Down or something. You know, like Rage Against. Like imagine like a parent hearing that, but you know, like you know this. You know, there's like the generational gap. Like you know, like a lot of people didn't like System of a Down. You know, they either loved it or hated it. But hey. <laughs> You found the people that loved it and they, they really loved it, you know, and they, you know, they, they, but they got a reaction, right? Yeah. And, you know, I don't think my music is, is as polarizing as the system of a doubt, <laughs> but, you know, I know I'm still going to run into that where it's like, you know, people, people aren't necessarily going to be fans and that's okay. Cause guess what? There's billions of people on this planet. I'm bound to find some, you know, right. just uh, shooting my shot until I have enough to, you know, pay all the bills, you know, that's, that's my idea of success. It's just, um, you know, a hundred percent of my income is derived through music, you know, whether that's merch or touring or, you know, um, royalties, right. Which is a whole nother thing, um, to to be wary of contracts and giving that sort of thing up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, like that, that's, that's the goal. That's the goal for me. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh i mean i don't know i feel like to me i feel like that is a great place to stop <laughs> yeah you know yeah yeah like uh you know it's just like there's a lot of things that i'd love to t- 
keep talking about and things, but it's like, I think, you know, that could always be just like another catch up episode or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, you know, I'd love to, uh, you both are wonderful. I'd love to chat again. Oh, perfect, you know? thank you. Yay, we'd love to yeah. have, I, I feel like I hijacked this and was just chatting with you, but I really- Oh my God, no, 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 no. I just love having, you know, good conversation, right? Um, that's kind of like the company that I work with right now. Their whole thing is celebrate good conversation. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, you know, big fan of that, big fan of that. And I'm glad, you know, I, you're- um, you guys had great thoughts and thank you for creating this space for like, you know, people to come together and celebrate the good things. Right. Yeah. You, know, you gotta, you gotta celebrate those wins when they come. You, know? <laughs> you do as artists, yeah. nothing's truer than that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think, right. and I think a lot of what was said, especially even in, especially this episode is just like, you know, it can be applicable to almost anybody in whatever they're doing. You know, like you said earlier, whether they're welding or, you know, they're cabinet makers or yeah. creative pursuit teachers or whatever, you know, it's like, right. You're devoting yourself to it and, you know, you just find your passion and you follow it. And that's what's important, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And my, the only caveat being is I, I try to tell people to, you know, like, are you, are you, are you contributing something good? Right. You know what I mean? Are you are, are you a payday loan lender or right. you know? <laughs> Where's your you know, yeah, like you know, like are you are you are you making the world a better place or just stepping on other people to get ahead? Right. And and like that's if your passion is like you know something, you know that that's the only cat. I completely agree with you. But like some people are like, oh, all right, you know, I'm gonna you know repo cars or whatever, you know, or big people. this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and 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 uh, yeah, I just I just wish more people would go into careers or, or job things with a little bit more intention of um, you know. And sometimes you got to play the game. Like I get that too. Like sometimes you got to like just do things to 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 get by, you know. But hopefully the end goal is something positive, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, Steve, thank you so much for being here. It's been great talking to you. Um, we're talking about inspiration and you know doing good for the world and even as a small piece and uh it's very inspiring i, I loved hearing you guys talk and i'm inspired more now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I thank awesome. you so much for sharing your music and um and i love everything i'm hearing so far and i can't wait for more and you know let us know when you have more coming out so awesome. yeah yeah night routine um it's definitely we're hitting the studio in October. So hopefully we'll get some stuff out soon. And yeah, if you guys are ever in Denver, let me know. Let me know. And, you know, I'd love to, to, you know, do something in person. And um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Beer and good music. I'm down. So. Yeah. You know, what more can you ask for? You know? Oh, well, thank you so much, Steve. This has been a, just an honor to chat with you. And I can't wait to Likewise. hear more. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Sounds of the World podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. There are links to everything in the episode description and also on our website. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sounds of the World. To show support for Sounds of the World podcast, please join our Patreon, where you can have access to our after-party discussions with guests, discounted merchandise, and even more. If you have any questions, answers, or episode suggestions, please email us at soundsoftheworldpodcast at gmail.com. Wow.
Well, Bill, I think I'm going to go have a beer now. Hey, there you go.